Welcome back. This is the soft count. So that was probably one of the best fight nights we've had in years. It was amazing. Hardly any decisions. Of course, the two decisions we had went the wrong way for me. Otherwise, I would have made out with a shit ton of money. I had a couple. Um, so my first. Let's get. Let's start about. Let's talk about the first fight of the night. I called that fight as my biggest upset of the night with Roman Delizzi winning. He smacked Kyle Dawkins around. Now, one of the big things about the Dawkins guys, I said it before, they don't actually have any power. Now, the younger brother, Kyle, has some ground talent. He's got some jiu-jitsu skill. And the older brother, Chris, has got some hands. But ultimately, they just don't have the strength. Like, they get outpowered in the, in the octagon against anybody. They're just not big enough. They don't have the body types. Roman is huge, and it was just like an easy bet. He was plus, I got him at plus 238. That is insane when you see these two guys stand next to each other, and it was around one knockout easily. The second fight of the night was Phil Halls and Darren Wynn. Phil Halls embarrassed Darren Wynn in a horrible, horrible way. I mean, it was like one of the worst beatings I've ever seen. It was a stoppage fight. The ref just finally got in the way of it, like, all right, stop beating on this guy. He's going to die. One of the things I noticed with Darren Wynn is that he's obviously super tough, but he's overweight for his, what division he's trying to fight at. The dude should probably be fighting at, like, 135 or something. He's, like, 5'4", and he was fighting at, like, 170 or something. I mean, he's just he's not big enough to be fighting guys that big at all. Philip Hall's got into it with... Um, the fuck is his name Daniel Cormier <laughs> he got into it with him after the fight which was pretty funny DC is always getting in arguments with people always like he can still fight and I'm listen DC can still fight but he has only gotten fatter since he left UFC Philip Halls would probably knock him fucking silly Cody Stamen and Eddie Winland fight went the, the way I thought Cody just ended that real quick. He was minus 585. He's just too big and muscular. Eddie retired after the fight. <laughs> they didn't let him talk on the mic afterwards. I mean, he's not really that popular of a fighter, so I don't think anybody really had too big of a deal with it. So right off the bat, our first three fights of the night have gone our way. It was a nice night. I'm pretty sure we went 6-0 and to start the night, which was balling. The next fight was Maria Oliveira and Gloria DePaula. That fight was probably one of the more fun fights of the night, actually. It was really sweet. It was the first decision fight of the night, and yet it was it was an action-packed fight. Maria got it done with the kicks and punches. She's kind of a a wild fighter, really. She just moves forward, throwing straights. She did a nice job, though, and didn't get tired. That That's the real trick to fighting like that is, is you can't get tired. Ricardo Ramos is just fucking badass. He got it done against Danny Chavez. I think Ricardo is going to end up becoming... He'll get a shot at a title at some point. He's got some really special attacks, some special moves. He landed a spinning elbow that was wicked. The dude's the dude's really talented. Danny Chavez probably has a couple fights left before they send him on his way. The new girl, Natalia Silva, was amazing. Was absolutely stunning. She's gorgeous. She can fight. She can kick. She can punch. She can grapple. She can throw. She can judo throw. I mean, it was incredible. She did everything against Jasmine, and Jasmine had no business being in the octagon. None. They were on completely different levels of ability. 
And Natalia looks or yeah, Natalia, I think that's how she says it. She's incredible. You'll see her next. It was her first UFC fight. DC looked like a drunk idiot. He's like, "Yeah, she's gotten a lot better. She's really improved since her last fight." It's like DC, she's never fought before. It's her first fight, you fat fuck. He says some of the most asinine, dumb, made-up shit I've ever heard. And I like DC, but sometimes it's like, DC, shut the fuck up. You're just talking without any idea what you're saying at all. And I really like you, but for fuck's sake, shut the fuck up. Oh, God. But Natalia has it all, man. She's got all the ability. Her kicks were are wicked. Um, you know, they, they're going to want her to be a star because she is gorgeous. They want her to be good. Tony Kelly, Adrian Yanez. That went the way we thought. Adrian got it done real easily. I mean, honestly, I, I think I took Jasmine on the pod because in the last fight, that was the first fight I got wrong of the night. No, I took Court McGee as well. And we'll talk about that fight here in a second. I skipped it by accident. Adrian Yanez was amazing. He's going to. Tony Kelly, for some reason, has some shit with Texas. He hates Texas and was flipping off the crowd. And Adrian's from Texas. And he got it done and gave him the double bird while he's passed out on the fucking canvas. It was nice. It was a really nice performance by Adrian. He's going to get a shot at a title pretty soon. He's just a talented fighter. Really talented. The Court McGee, Jeremiah Wells, that was kind of the end of court. We finally saw him hit the wall. I mean, he's really been trying to have a revival in his career. And it was supposed to be a coin flip fight, but Jeremiah knocked him completely unconscious. He was laying on the ground like he'd been crucified. It was it was really brutal. And I think Quartz had a really nice career. They'll probably let him fight again, but ultimately, like that was the end of his little run that he was on. He was on like a two or three fight win streak, and for a guy his age, that's a pretty big deal. Julian Marquez, Gregory Rodriguez. So Gregory's one of my go-to bets. I really like him. Robocop. He's really strong. His boxing is great. He's a little stiff, which is kind of funny. Why they, I kind of like that they call him RoboCop because he does kind of move. He's a little bit stiff in his movements, but I really enjoyed watching him fight. Julian didn't appear ready. He's definitely big enough to fight Gregory, but Gregory's size and power just overwhelmed him. A little bit of a disappointing uh, performance from Julian, no doubt, but all my money was on Gregory. I was feeling it. After the Roman fight at plus 238, when I won that bet, the night was on. I didn't give a shit what happened after that, honestly, because I, I really went hard on Roman. I thought, I like to identify a fight on a ticket where I'm like, oh my God, how could they have got that odds so wrong? And Roman at plus 230 was just, that was one of the best bets I've had in a long time. Demir Ismagulov and Guram Kutalatze. Listen, Guram won that fight. And it went to a split decision, and they gave it to Demir. I don't know why. All of the damage and hard punches and, and really the volume came from Gurum. I thought that he won the fight. Demir has like a weird Tourette's tick. <laughs> he kept, you can see it on his face. So I guess he's on a 19-fight win streak now. I just don't see it. He's not a very I, – I wasn't impressed, honestly. I, I really wasn't. Joaquin Buckley – Joaquin Buckley beat the shit out of Albert Duraev. Um And I kind of saw that one coming, too. I ended up switching to Albert on the pod, but right before the fight, I actually laid some money down on Joaquin. He's just too big and ripped. 
I'm sorry, but you can't just be like a flabby big guy and go in there and think you're going to beat these guys that are absolutely fucking jacked. It's it's rare. It's rare that a guy can come in with no definition and muscle and be strong as a guy that is completely fucking ripped. And Buckley just went in there and fucking embarrassed Albert. Embarrassed him. And Albert was talking all kinds of shit before the fight. So that was nice. Kevin Holland looked real nice. He even got a Darce choke. So he's really showing, like, listen, I've learned a lot on the ground. I'm going to choke Tim Means out with a Darce. Like, he's probably one of five guys to even get that choke off in the fight. And so that was pretty awesome. Kevin Holland's on his way. He's really on his way. Tim Means is old. He needs to retire. You know, he probably shouldn't even been fighting Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland should probably be fighting people that are a little bit more talented Especially if you're like the co-main event. The Cowboy Cerrone Joe Luzon fight got canceled. Please just let that fight die. I don't. Nobody wants to see it except for Dominic Cruz in DC and those two guys at the counter. Like nobody else, no fan wants to see the fight. These two guys are like, oh, this is an important fight. It's like, no, it's not. Neither of them are doing anything after this fight. This is not important at all. It is legitimately a Hall of Fame exhibition and that keeps getting canceled and nobody gives a fuck. I don't want to see them fight at all. If it gets added to another card, I'm going to be pissed. Like, just let it die. Nobody cares about those two. It's over. Calvin Cater, Josh Emmett. Pretty exciting fight. Went to a decision. I would have given it to Calvin. I realized that Josh throws more powerful punches, but he didn't really land any of them. At some point, you have to look at the two fighters at the end of the fight when it was such, because it really was a close fight. In the end, it was a close fight. Josh throws more gas. Calvin throws more volume. Now, that doesn't mean Calvin didn't throw big hits, but Josh, even though he's throwing these huge hits, none of them really landed. And so, But it looks good. He's like, oh, my God, this guy's throwing bombs. He's really trying to win it. And it's like, yeah, but he's not landing any of them. And at the end of the fight, damage should count for something. Josh Emmett's face is completely fucked. And Calvin looks pretty all right. He's got like a bloody nose, and that's it. So, ah, I would have given it to Calvin. I'm not super upset about it going to Josh because it was a split decision, and I honestly don't think either of them did quite enough to to really be considered the winner. And I actually thought leading into this fight that whoever won this fight should get a shot at the title, but I really don't think – but I really – I believed that you needed to have a performance to even talk about that. And because it was a split decision, and because I don't really feel like either of them took the win, I really don't think either of them deserve a title shot next. They're both talking like, oh, I want to fight Volkanovski or Max Holloway. It's like, yeah, I get it. I get that you'd want to, but Josh Emmett, you barely fight ever. Like, I, You rarely fight, and when you finally did, it was a split decision, and you got your ass beat. Your face is all fucked up, and, you know, the corrupt fucking... I've gone full corrupt on the the judging now, by the way. I don't care anymore. It's not adept. It's just corrupt. People are making money. I've been watching. um, Well, sports are over for the most part. we got Formula One. We've got UFC going into the summer. That's kind of like my summer bread and butter. I'll talk some football, obviously, when training camps really get going. But nobody's at training camp anymore. Everybody's on vacation. So we're in the, the cold winter of podcasting. There's nothing on, right? And so I've been watching all kinds of crazy shit. I started watching this bad sport documentary on Netflix, which talks about basically sports gambling and, and schemes, right? And I saw this I saw this points shaving 
episode last night. This guy gets a point guard for Arizona State, I want to say it was Arizona, or Arizona State, one of those two schools, um, to, to point shave for him. And he makes $10 million off this one player that's like involved in trying to shave points. And, you know, that seems harder than just paying a judge to to book the fight, to judge, to rate the fight. At the end of that one fight, somebody said it was 27, 30-27 at the end of the Josh Emmett, Calvin at Cater fight. It's like, what the fuck are you guys seeing? It's like, I'm not seeing, I'm seeing dollar bills and somebody paid me to make sure if it goes to a decision that I, that I bet this way, I vote this way. UFC is going to die eventually, I think. If they can't get it figured out, it's going to just end up being what boxing was, where it's it's becomes it becomes so corrupt that people just stop watching. And and, and they're what they don't realize, UFC doesn't realize this yet. But they are in a battle similar to golf and live. Like the PGA and the Live Tour, UFC doesn't realize it yet, but they're going to be in one of those battles really soon with Amazon. Amazon bought one, and they are going to start throwing money at fighters in the UFC to come over there, starting with Francis Naganu. You just watch. And if he goes and takes the money, and UFC's got all these fucking corrupt fucking judges and problems, it's just nothing for people to just go to a new league. They don't give a fuck. And yours is corrupt. It's like, oh, it's over. We might be looking at a very similar thing with golf as we are with MMA. He's been able to stave off like Khabib's fighting shit and obviously Bellator and all these things, but that's not Amazon money. It's about to change for for Dana and UFC, and uh, they need to get some. They need to tighten up because your sport won't be. You won't be able to gamble on the sport if it continues to go the way it's going. Last night was great because there was a bunch of knockouts, and it didn't. We didn't have to deal with going to the judges. That's a big issue still. And just, you know, they've got people starting to come up their back now with real money and a, and a real attempt to try to steal some 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 of it, some of the viewership, some of the money, some of the fans, the everything, you know. So hopefully Dana sees it coming because I like the UFC. I really do. Canadian Grand Prix was uh, pretty good. There was a lot of weird shit that happened in that race. Part of it was there was rain at Quali. And so the last time I talked about the Canadian Grand Prix was before the the qualifier. And so I turn on the Quali and it's pouring rain. So one of the things that did was is it fucked up the grid right off the bat. With Verstappen being able to get pole, then you had Alonzo who's in a car that shouldn't be up there. You, you, had, you had all kinds of weird people lined up on the grid about six people out of position from where they should be so that made some kind of fun stuff happening in the middle middle of the pack Leclerc had to start at the back he worked his way up to fifth I think maybe fourth something like that he I think fifth so he went from 20th to fifth during the race pretty fun to see they didn't really show him a lot one of the things that happened in the race that I thought was amazing is that Lewis Hamilton drug that piece of shit car to a podium, <laughs> and they barely even talked about it. Like, hardly anybody, they barely showed his car over the race. Like, it wasn't even, if you didn't look over at the ticker, you wouldn't even have known he was in third place. Like, they just weren't showing the car. 
And then there was basically some train, a little train action going on after that. There was a lot of cars. It's really hard to pass at Canada. When you see the track, it's really narrow. There's the one area at the end, the, the wall of champions that kind of, that weird little chicane turn that leads into the straight that people wreck into all the time. Didn't really have any of that. The best part of the race was the last five laps with Carlos Sainz pushing Verstappen. Verstappen, Verstappen being cool as ice, just like not, because basically here's what it, here's what happened at the end of the race. Those two pull away, and there was a reset. There was a yellow flag, and so they they get tightened up, and Carlos gets a shot at him. And in the end, they pull away pretty quickly from Lewis. Lewis is probably about three seconds off the one and two. Still finishes third. Really happy for him. That's hard to do in that piece of shit car, but. Carlos is just needs Verstappen to make one mistake, just one mistake in these five laps while I'm pushing you as hard as I can. Like he was right on his tail. So it's like if you fuck up at all, I'm right there. I don't know if any of you have ever tried iRacing. It's probably like my favorite video game. I, I haven't I don't have a wheel right now, so I haven't been playing it. But there for a while I was like way into iRacing. And I had to sell my setup because it was like, holy shit, I'm like coming home from work to try to get on this thing. And because iRacing, you have to be at a certain place to start. You have to be at your computer to start the race at a certain time. Like you can't just like sit down and be like, I'm going to join a race. It's like, no, the race starts at eight o'clock for your series. And you have to be there at that time to start the race. It's really wild. And I got really into it. And it's super realistic. It's a simulator, not really a game. And one, I, I won a few races, and one of the things that happens when you're leading a race is just your entire body tenses up, and everything becomes more difficult. Everything. Like, you're just at the front. And this is like a simulator. I'm not even talking. I don't even have real G-force going on my body right now. This is just my mind telling me everything's harder because you're in the front, and the guy behind you is pushing you. And it's like they're just waiting. The only thing he can do is wait for you to make a mistake. And so, and a lot of times you will make a mistake, and but Max doesn't. Max is a superstar. And he was really, he was really great. Got it done. Overall, the race was pretty fun. I mean, it wasn't really that exciting. There wasn't a ton of passing. Obviously, Leclerc worked his way up the field. You know, Max led from start to finish, which I kind of expected because he didn't really – he started with Alonzo next to him, who dropped back to sixth within the first lap. There's just a lot of movement going on. wasn't a really entertaining race, as I kind of anticipated, but there was some good driving here and there, mostly at the end. The last five laps were pretty good. I, I liked it. Got some good fights coming up. I'm going to be in Chicago this weekend, so you know, with the with sports kind of dying down, I'm going to take a little vacation. When I get back, we'll pick up the pod. I'll have another pod before I leave for vacation. But, uh, yeah, we'll do one more. There's not a lot going on. I just finished Stranger Things, the new season. That was pretty good. Been just trying to find something to watch. Hit the like. Hit the follow. Hit me up on Instagram if you guys want to talk some shit. If you want to tell me what you're watching, try to get me to watch something. I'm all about it. Overall, great fight night. Great race. Not a, lot, not a hell of a lot else going on. So, yeah, hit me up on Instagram. We'll... Uh, talk some shit. Talk to you guys soon. Later.